0: Welcome back to polepolitiking.com. Your home for self-help meets hip hop. Right now we're live on YouTube. Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, one, two, one, two, and the place to be with Nate, New Balance Whistle. How you doing, bro? I'm great. Yourself? I'm fantastic. Yeah, why I'm they call you why you go by New Balance?
1: Um, okay, so I I I was looking for, you know, like my rap name, right? um i didn't have necessarily like an older mc that was like you know handing it down to me and and so you know i i I went through this i was in this space where i thought i kind of like knew what i believed and i thought i knew who i was and i and um when a shift happened it made me realize like i thought that i knew balance but i need new balance um and i also like the shoes so that helped right like that's that's my favorite shoes are the 576s um and uh so like it all kind of came together um you know in in that name obviously with the k on the front like new uh balance and um yeah that's that's how it all came to be back in like oh probably oh nine
0: yeah i think i need to uh I used to, that's so all I used to work for a minute, because I like Go Face and Go Face. I right buy New Balance. Yeah. So I like worked for a minute with New Balance. I, I need to buy some. I might go online and see, see if they got some sales right now get some.
1: Yeah, they always do. Their website, they always got something on sale.
0: So, so what's your hometown?
1: Well, I'm pretty much, you know, from San Diego. I was born in Santa Ana. Uh, parents divorced when I was one. Mom moved down to San Diego, and this is kind of where roots went down. So San Diego is essentially my hometown.
0: You know, and then what's your background with hip hop?
1: So, yeah. Uh, so growing up in San Diego, I I bounced around. We bounced around a lot until I was about in second grade, eight years old. And we moved to Scripps Ranch and we were in like a new build. And in the house, they had this this um like a, an intercom. And, uh, you know, I was running through the house and I was putting on my music on the intercom. I remember going through the hall and me, myself and I came on. So in 1989, So about a year after I moved to Scripps. Um, and I remember just staring at like the, this kind of manila plastic against the white wall, right. With these silver knobs and me, myself and I coming out of the speaker. And then I just went back to being a kid, you know, nine years old um but that moment changed music became mine right I, I used to listen to my parents music Lionel Richie was big for me and my mom um and so you know I went from that was that shift where like hip-hop captivated me and became like my music and no longer you know did my parents tell me what you know what was good music I, I knew now like what good music was so they like Soul, right that's correct yeah All
0: right so then how did you so I know I met when I met you you um how would you describe yourself? I know you're a writer, but then I saw you do a couple freestyles. So yeah. what, you, what you doing? How would you describe yourself to the people?
1: Man, the, the reality is I'm a fan of hip hop, you know? Um, and interestingly, Kurt Cobain, you know, uh, he said that every real like true fan of, of music would partake, would would try to create music. And so I started as a fan. I'm just a fan, like that's what I am. Um, But I I love it so much that I wanted to learn what, you know, how you could chop up a sample and then how you could put your vocals over the top of it, record it, mix it. You know, I wanted to break dance back when breaking and breaking two came out when I was a kid, you know, I, I used to try to, to break like in the, in literally when my floor was linoleum, you know, my parents' house. Um, And and so like, but I couldn't do that very well Uh, and I didn't stick with it, but like I've tried my hand at kind of all the elements And I just love the art and culture so much that it just comes out of me. And so um, I started writing raps in like 01 uh, after kind of being more into poetry and like uh, in the, um, who's that? I I just went blank. Saul Williams kind of inspired me right before then when he came out with that MTV collaboration, the She Book. I don't know if you remember that. It was like uh, the square root sign, H-E, you know? So um, that really shifted my, my, relationship with words and i wanted to write then and then a friend introduced me to some spoken word stuff that kind of pulled me even more in a live setting and then i just started writing raps and when i graduated college in 2007 i bought an mpc and then started making beats and rapping over my own beats so
0: how would you did you put out any projects yet
1: you know i have put out a few I, I i go by the peacemakers when i'm with my brother-in-law um his name's antonio pause one p-a-z uh, like Peace One, not to be confused with Paws One, who is an absolute barbarian as well, uh, from, I want to say, from, from, you know, the, the Western L.A., uh, Southwestern L.A. area. Um, and so when we're together, we go by the Peacemakers, P-I-E-C-E makers, and uh, we've put out two projects, the Golden Era Mixtape back in, like, 2010, and then in 20, I want to say, 13, we put out an, an EP, um, and we did, like, a fun EP release, in 2013, I believe it was, and then in individually, I put out my first like full-length project or whatever as as New Balance um, back in 2011 when my son was born. And so it's been a minute. I've been putting out singles and just little stuff here and there. But again, it's the music for me is just it's just something that comes out of me. You know what I mean? It's not so much. I'm not marketing myself, and you know what I mean? It's just I create the art that, that hits me. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, whatever, it's out there, you know? So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And I, and I have a, a project being mixed by Bill, Billy No Jokes right now um, from up in North County. I put it out on SoundCloud just to see what people thought of it. It's called Songs for Lovers Who Dance Alone. And it's just really me processing uh, being a kid and really learning about sex like, and, and relationships all through hip-hop, movies, and R&B music. Um, you know, I grew up in the, in the eighties and nineties, and those are the things that kind of raised me, um, while my parents were up watching TV, I'm down with my radio and I'm daydreaming about, you know, what that girl, what I'm going to say to her. And literally like listening to Joe to see like, come and talk to me. Like, I'm really like, I guess that's how you do it. So you walk up to her and you go, come and talk to, you know, like, and so this project is me kind of wrestling with the kind of the pain we all kind of carry with us being taught that way without a mentor or at least those of us who didn't have like you know necessarily like our dads didn't do it moms didn't do it and so I was just fumbling around and was an idiot in high school and uh just processing through those emotions you know playing with that that concept so
0: yeah that's I would say I know you as a, a journalist too because I see you do a lot of interviews and that's why yeah did. I didn't know about all the rap art I thought you no. did interviews
1: yeah. Yeah. So the interviews came about in, so I've been a teacher high school English teacher for about 15 years now. And um, I've always wanted out, if that makes sense. Like I've always wanted to do something else. And, and I don't know what, where that comes from, but I, I got an interview at the um, San Diego union tribune and that was the wrong guy for the job. It was a sales job, but he walks me through the, um, the newsroom where everybody's creating their articles and, When that happened, something shifted in me. I'm like, no, I need to write. And so I went to the first hip hop show I could. Luckily, it was a mod, um, you know, back in the day when I was young. I'm not a kid anymore. When he was uh, releasing his Death of uh, the Death of Me album um, independently on We Clap. And uh, Kid Riz was throwing the um, his show called The Lyrical Schoolyard at Boris Crossing up at Carlsbad. And so I went up there. And I reviewed the show, and that's where I met Kali. That's where I got introduced to Blame One. I got introduced to um, one of the visionaries. I just went blank. Danu. Um, So really, like, everybody that I first interviewed and talked to, and that night it happened. And now me and Kali work together, you know, through SD State of Mind and Hip Hop Weds. And uh, so it's just been a really cool full circle decade, you know? Um, So, yeah, about 10 years ago now, I, I started writing.
0: And, uh, was, were you doing like a web, Like, what was you doing? Um, it was something you was doing either a website or your Instagram page where you was like going to all these shows. Yeah. Were-
1: so, I, yeah, yeah. I started as so way back in 2011, I started as Soul Anchor Collective. Um, and that was like my website, soulanchorcollective.com. Um, and, and then I transitioned when I moved back to San Diego because as Soul Anchor, I was up in Long Beach and down in San Diego. Um, because I started teaching up in Long Beach. And when I moved back down to San Diego in 2014, I shifted to SD Loves Hip Hop and really just wanted to like narrow the focus just on San Diego music. And that's when we met. I was doing um, SD Loves Hip Hop, interviewing, uh, doing West Coast Wednesday interviews and interviewing the headliners for Khali's show um, at his hip hop house shows um, on that Wednesday of the month. And so that's how he and I started overlapping and working together. Um, And then I was working with, um, the good people over at Platform Collection, shout out to Kill C-Ray and his whole team. Um, and I was going to transition out of SD Loves Hip Hop, but just because of family and like my two sons, my wife, things needed uh, more attention and energy at home. And so I transitioned out of kind of doing everything in about 2018 and just was, again, just a fan, of, you know, not even contributing in any way, just a, totally a fan at that point. And then during the pandemic, Khali said, hey, let's just do some online interview stuff uh, so we can keep San Diego, you know, kind of like learning about itself and, and in the discussion uh, while we're all locked down. And so I started writing again um, with Hip Hop Weds at that point.
0: Yeah, because I don't know, I think uh, yeah, my bad. So, like, it's a lot of work sometimes. Like I know with me, it's like, so like most of the time during the week, I'm doing all these interviews but then people on the weekend they want you to go see them and all this shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like, I gotta rest, man. And yeah, I got exactly stay. I can't do all this shit. I'm getting old. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you
1: you have you have such a dope setup too, man. You pump out so much content because of how organized you are. And I didn't have that, you know. So I was just a hot mess going in every direction, you know. But I, I like I like you or how you're organized and and how it just lets you keep pushing out material where I felt like I was scrambling, you know? Mm. And I'm sure at the beginning you felt like that too. Yeah, what's so, up. So. so
0: I'll say, so what you what you got going on right now?
1: So, yeah, so SD State of Mind, you know, is like the overarching kind of like umbrella uh, over hip hop weds. And so I write, you know, do the interviews for hip hop weds We're transitioning to video interviews as opposed to written interviews, um, just to add another layer to them um, and be in person now that we're back, you know, live with people. And so that's coming or, or happening. And then um, I'm also trying to write an article a month at least just for SD State of Mind, just a different approach where people have to sit and take an hour or 30 minutes, 20 minutes and actually read and, and kind of chew on like something a little bit deeper. Um, not that the interviews don't go deep, but you know where you just start sitting in it and actually read words. And then um, we also have serial killers where uh, this is a show that I created. And Kali's the host, it's under the SD State of Mind banner. Um, it's really exciting. We got a lot of guests lined up. We've, we've filmed our actual first real episode and uh, it'll go live probably uh, later in the fall. And it's, it's really exciting, man. So Serial Killers, basically Kali and our guests, uh, they eat a bowl of cereal, smoke um, some classics. I'm not sure if anyone in your, in your audience is familiar with classics, but super dope company. Um, from right here in San Diego, if, you, if you're part of, you know, if you, if you partake in cannabis, um, they just started making uh, vape cartridges. Uh, it's rosin. It's like the healthiest, like, extraction process, no solvent, super dope. And so we're partnered with them to do the show right now. And uh, it's, man, it's good. It's real good. So I know we got, we, we just did Drake Cat and Callie the Dreamer, and they are two of the most proficient uh, marijuana smokers in the city and so really exciting to get that you know under our belt and we're just going to do the first season and then we'll start releasing them
0: yeah i, I, I remember i watched you about something i saw you post a while ago yeah i, I ain't never heard nobody said no saying like that before because you i saw you uh you posted something like you chose to live home like live in the streets for a year or something like that yeah yeah
1: so this is back in in like oh one um i was reading a book i've you know like i said i thought i knew balance and i was looking for new balance um, and so I, I, was reading a book called, what was it called? Something wild. Uh, it was like, kind of like a Christian cult classic at the time, if you will. And I just, I needed to get in the woods or something, but I couldn't get out of the city. And so I just sold everything. Crazy story. I was driving home from work, um, in, down Miramar road and the like, I don't know, third day after I had told my mom, to go live on the streets, which she didn't like, um, Uh, a car ran in the back of my jeep totaled it paid it all off and I was you know I had nothing attaching me to anything um and so yeah I just bought a bunch of camping gear and I went and lived you know just all around like I I slept sometimes up by the soccer fields that used to be it's the YMCA soccer fields in La Jolla by UCSD I stayed in Balboa Park uh, and I would go meet up with friends I would help out like with our church like uh, over on off governor like I just was kind of everywhere um, and uh, long story short it was cut short by by uh, just my t- my my like solitude time by myself it was just time to come back for whatever reason um, I just kind of flowed with it and so I only did two weeks um, so it wasn't like super crazy or anything but it was... I have a lot of memories that I still carry with me Um, and probably the biggest, like if, if, you know, if it's interesting, the biggest thing I take away from it is life is really easy when you have no responsibilities. It's really easy when life is simple to be a good person, to, to do the things that are important to you, but it's really the challenge in life, right. Is to remain uh, functional and and busy, not too busy, but, you know, a, a contributing member of whatever group you're a part of, um, and still be that person who makes sure that they include the things that matter to them. You know, it was really easy to live such a good life for those two weeks because I had no responsibilities. You yeah, know? I mean
0: like, sometimes like when I uh I walk around the beach and then yeah. I see I see like a homeless person, but I'll be like, man, they kinda got it like you homeless and you on the beach. Like, are you really homeless? Like you on the beach. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then like you said, hey, you ain't got no responsibilities and like shit. Yeah. We, the ones thinking, like looking at it, looking down at them, but shit, they probably feel like the king.
1: Yeah, yeah. The and there are some, right, that do it by choice and enjoy it. Oh, I th-
0: man, I guess I had read, I had thought you did it longer than two weeks. I thought you did it for a year.
1: I, you know, that was my goal, actually. Um, And then I cut down to two months and then two for, you know, I was out, okay, here. You know, hyper Christian stuff. I don't know. You know what your relationship with religion is, but um, you know, back then I was I was you know, hyper Christian, and I was reading, and in Romans it talks about obeying the laws of the land. And you know, somebody hit me with, "Well, it's illegal to be homeless, technically." And so I just like I was just like, "Well, I can't really argue that," and I, I should have just kept following my heart. But How, I, I definitely, why I is definitely,
0: it's illegal to be homeless.
1: Yeah. Why is it? I don't know. But it, it, in, in San Diego County. Right. And in most counties, honestly, it's, it's technically illegal to just sleep on the street. Right. Um, and, and it's a silly thing. Right. You're giving tickets to people some, in some cases who have no resources to pay. the t- like it's, it's a bonkers idea that it's illegal to be homeless. But technically it is. And so because of where I was spiritually at the time, it, I felt it was my duty to just obey, you know, kind of blindly. And uh, so I'm, I'm bummed that I did, but, you know, I met my wife during that time. I met my rap partner, right, uh, uh, Antonio, uh, you know, one half of the Peacemakers or whatever. Uh, all during this time, I was homeless, like when my wife met me, literally. And she, she saw me, well, the first time she saw me, she was like, I want to marry that dude. So, you know, that's fun, a fun story, fun, fun part of life.
0: Yeah, we, had, we actually got this, uh, I guess it was like a, a mile strip in Oceanside. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was this guy. He made like a little community and it was like real neat, no drugs, nothing. Yeah. Oceanside, like what they did, they just like cleared it out. Then they put like rocks where people can't sleep in it no more. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Dirty. It sucks, right? Like, I mean, it's the system really not wanting people to function outside the system. Right. Is what it really comes down to. It's if people find a way to find joy, that's much more stripped down. There's no property taxes. There's no right. That the system doesn't like that. And so, you know, they find ways to make you uncomfortable, I guess, you know, to, to fit in the mold or whatever.
0: All right. So, so what else, what else is going on with you right now?
1: Man. Um, so like I said, Billy, no jokes is mixing this project and I'm, and I'm working on a project with DJ root right now. Um, planning all the serial killers guests we got up, uh, with SD state of mind, you know, um, what else am I, am I working on right now? Um, I'm always writing, writing, writing. And I, and I want, I want to continue to contribute like that written piece. Cause I think it's so important. Um, Jay-Z does this really interesting interview about, um, how people used to get right. The critics used to get the music and sit with it for a time and then share it with the people and people would be excited to get that new source magazine or double XL or whatever magazine you went to. Right. And I, and I still want to, I still am working at making sure that we have that written piece here in San Diego where people can chew on the words and then look forward to whatever from whatever artist or, or whatnot. So I'm always going to be you know writing and again it'll be published at SD State of Mind. We're working on the website right, right now um, where you can buy SD State of Mind mugs and merch and you know all that good stuff and then that will also house all the written, all the interviews and all the kind of every that'll be the hub. So working on the website, um, you know. Stall always, always working on something,
0: tweaking something. Yeah, I would say I yeah. think like uh speaking of reviews, I always look at people funny when like say the album comes out Monday and you yeah. like do you on Monday. Like how the hell? Yeah, do you like it's no yeah. like some cause to me. I feel like sometimes you need to listen to the music a few times and then oh, you yeah. to, in different settings to get the full gist of it. If you, yep. listen, if you listen to that song, if you listen to the album in one play. And you writing a review like hell no,
1: uh, <laughs> no. Like, that's ridiculous right and in, in that interview jay-z was saying the same thing right it's garbage then it's drivel but the the problem with our society right like at this moment is like everybody wants to be first the press everyone wants to be the first one to break a story everyone wants the first um and i'm i'm so not interested in that you know i know it's important to be relevant and on time but I would much rather saturate myself in an article. You know, I do press releases for a lot of the local artists here in San Diego and uh, so that they can send them out to the blogs and things like that. And I I need the project way in advance and I need to just sit and like, I'll run with it. I'll drive with it. There's like a nighttime drive with the windows down, like the wind blowing through the car. Like you need all those, like you said, different contexts to listen to the music because it's going to, each one fits differently in those different contexts and you're like, oh, this is running music or your know, exercise music or whatever. Oh no, this is like just cruising along the beach, right? Sunset Cliffs is where I live. This area, like, cru- that's what this is, you know, most at home in. Or so I'm with you. You have to give something at least five listens, I think, um, before you can really intelligently, you know, speak about the nuances and, and the the little nooks and crannies, the the phrase that just sits uncomfortably, or you know. So I'm with you.
0: Then. Um with the SD Loves Hip Hop. So who are some of the,
1: uh, your favorite artists that you discovered during that time? Yeah. Man, of course, Ryan Anthony was probably the, the the one that captivated me the most, like that I was like, oh snap, like I just found gold, you know what I mean? Like. And I didn't know who was listening to him. I had just gotten back to San Diego. I was riding my bike from my mother-in-law's house to a bicycle shop that I was working at at the time. I took a, a year off of teaching and I was just cruising, you know, it was like about 20, 10 miles each way. And so I would just sit with an album. And so that that first barely see the beach had just come out right, right around the time I was doing this. And I, I was just like, okay, hands down. And I'm not, I'm not as into uh, the Southeast Sound. That's just not the the niche I found myself into in. But he absolutely just captivated me. And I became an instant fan. Um, and around that same time, actually, Choosy had just dropped left field and he had been, do you know choosy? You familiar? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm, I'll send you some stuff. But yeah, Choosy, he used to go by makeshift. And uh, I discovered him as makeshift up in Long Beach in 08. You know, gave me one of his, his CDs. He was opening for Blue in Exile up there. And, uh, and I, I became a fan. So I watched him. I followed him. I interviewed him as, as um, actually a Soul Anchor collective. And uh, he was teasing, teasing, teasing. And he dropped Left Field, which is an, a phenomenal uh, album that you can get on SoundCloud at the Dirty Science uh, SoundCloud. And uh, that, I mean, that made me uh, even more solidified my my fandom, if you will. And uh, so Choosy, uh, definitely blame one. Um, like I said, Kali, like our connection came through, you know, my early writing, um, you know, getting to interview, I, I interviewed Nikki and the Mongoloid was my very first interview. Um, and DJ Artistic, actually, I, I need to go back a little bit. In that same time that I did um, uh, Soul Anchor Collective back in like 2011, I was also doing interviews for Good Vibe San Diego, Good Vibe SD for DJ Artistic and that's when I discovered one of my favorites too is Teddy Benson. He had me interview Teddy Benson and I love that dude and we've, we've gone for runs along the beach now and you know like we, we've, we've sat and smoked together and just like waxed poetic you know argued about reality and and determinism and stuff um, so, you know, Teddy, Teddy Benson's definitely one of my favorite discoveries during that season. Um, Mr. Heck, if you're familiar with the DJ, uh, Mr. Heck, you know, I got, I got to interview him. Um, I got to interview Newmark, you know, and, and I had heard of J5, you know, Jurassic 5, but to, to interview Newmark was an interesting, you know, to get like an inside track on them. Um, cause I've been a fan of them in the, in the two thousands when they were kind of really booming, you know, um what else and and just discovering like Boogie is my favorite find it was during the SD Loves Hip Hop era and Boogie is just my favorite artist currently you know like heavy in the game if you will if you're you're familiar Westside Boogie he put the Westside on like officially now so I gotta call him Westside Boogie but um you know I've been following that dude since about 2014 and uh and just been loving his journey so that that's that's probably like my favorite one. And then all the SD artists, of course, you know, Um, I'm I'm a fan of our city and its whole scene. And I, and I try to stay in touch, you know, Uh, Teddy Benson keeps me tapped in with, you know, the Hardinis, with, um, you know, uh, 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 my brain's going blank right now, but so, so each artist, you know, that I just named kind of keeps me tapped in. Of course, 18 Scales is a huge one. Saw Rick, you know, rapping at, uh, kicking people's butts into battle, uh, at, uh, BattleBot, you know, at the Casbah, you know, Artistic invited me out to that. And then I got to know Root and through those, uh, really, really got to know Rick. And then he dropped with, um, Ralph Quasar, who used to be 18 cents, right? As 18 scales, they dropped the leave it all behind EP. And that, that hooked me. And I actually wrote a review of it, interviewed them. Um, and I became an instant fan of them as well. So. Um yeah, I just there's so much good music in our city and I just feel so lucky to have written about a lot of it and just to be able to know about you know what's going on and, and, and enjoying it. So it's been quite a journey.
0: Yeah, and you it was when you was talking about Southeast uh hip hop. I don't think a lot of people know about that. It's like it's own genre, the Southeast it's, like that. It's, it's totally but I like yep. that uh that's the wrong kind and Mitchie Flick and even, yeah. even more rappers, but that's like yeah, it's like that gangster gangster rap right there. Yeah, don't know about they just know about they think like beach and all that. And, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think it's important, and you know, my my goal was always to make sure that I'm pulling. You know, I, I I interviewed Don Elway as well, and I'm always trying to make sure that I'm pulling on each direction: North County, right, South Bay, Southeast. You know, and, and you definitely want to touch on you know like the Chicano rap and that more, like you said, gangster rap and that backpack rap. And then like that weird scientific rap, right? Orko Elohim and Masters of the Universe, Odessa Kane, very political rap. Like we have it all. You know, we have every subgenre of hip hop in our city and it's well represented. You know, there's people doing it at a high level um, and you just have to know where to look, you know? So definitely, but it all really started in the Southeast, right? like with the gangster Urns and and oh, yeah. uh, you know like that early gangster rap is kind of what i don't know really put san diego on the map you know i know there's also legion of doom um, and so there there there's there's so much history here and uh, so i think yeah southeast is, is one of the most important uh, avenues to be tapped into and to to know about if you care about the history and legacy of san diego hip hop so.
0: Yeah. So this
1: is, uh, speaking of, right, the shirt says nerdy, groovy gangster. Yes, indeed. Um, and this is from Dago Fats, who is, in fact, a nerdy, groovy gangster. Yes, indeed. Right. He's from Southeast. Um, and uh, I think he I, th- I want to say Bayview. Bayview Apartments, if you're familiar, I used to teach at Knox. And so like that, that means a lot to me because Knox Middle School, which used to be Knox Elementary, which is where. Uh, Mitchie Slick went to elementary school um, I taught there for a few years so I love when all the pieces come together you know so to, to be able to wear this shirt and this this line stood out to me when I interviewed Dago Fats and because I brought this line up he's like you know what that is kind of a, a tagline for him in, in a lot of ways and so he created this shirt and I got the first one he came and he drove over and you know gave it to me and uh, we had a good conversation and so um, I love when when like. Me t- being a teacher, hip-hop, and then relationships all kind of like in a weave like that. Um, I got to interview YG uh, back in 2012 and Mustard in, the, in, in YG's house under the, the Hollywood Hill sign. And um, I was sitting on a futon doing the interview. And I asked him if he had known one of my former students because i taught in Compton. And uh, they happen to be from the same hood. And uh, he's like, shut up buddha sleeps on that futon so for me it's a yeah my former student was one you know and kind of like his you know entourage he, he had a, you know he i think he was a, he was a guard he has his guard card and so and they you know they knew each other from the past and so he brought you know his people in and um and so we're talking after the interview and, and it turns out one of my former students slept on the interview or slept on the futon i did the interview from like nightly like that was his home you know and so i love that you know so to to know that dago fats was making music across the street while i was teaching you know english to sixth seventh and eighth graders like i don't know that's magical to me you teach right now yeah i teach at garfield downtown so i'm in i'm in high school now middle school is just too much for me that's not that's not my gig i'll take a job when when there's a job right and that's why you know the two times i've taught middle school that's what was open Um, but as soon as i could get a high school gig uh, I did. And so, yeah, I'm at Garfield. We're right across the street from, um, City College and we're the, we're one of the continuation schools in San Diego Unified. So are they, um,
0: is it open right now or is it still virtual and everything? We
1: were virtual all the way up until summer school. Um, we were actually the only school, I think that, that stayed that way because of our unique situation with our students. Um, and, uh, now we're going back officially in the in the fall so i'm both nervous and excited you know um and we'll just see how it goes
0: okay
1: yeah sure.
0: anything else you want to talk about
1: man that's i mean that's that's what's on my head Are you think, I i i'm kind of always trying to like Think about what I would ask if I were in your shoes, right? And so we we you know we kind of touched on everything that I that's been on my mind and you know what I'm working on and um, but we just have such a beautiful city and San Diego's hip hop is so alive and well. Um, one thing I didn't mention that that I think is is a good like exclamation point is I do a radio show on KKSM AM 1320 uh, Palomar College Radio. Um, you can stream it PalomarCollegeRadio.com on the first Wednesday of every month. And it's usually going to be San Diego only. Um, I'll blend, you know, San Diego and other if it makes sense. Um, But I try to just stick to San Diego hip hop. And we just had Khali on last, you know, this month um, on the on the second or seventh of of this month. And he featured a bunch of the songs from the SD State of Mind, Dago Renaissance album. You know, we just had the the release party at the Casbah a few days ago or yeah, last Wednesday. And uh, so I had him on as a guest and he shared some of the songs and talked about how he reached out to the artists and things like that. So I want to do some interviews. I want to do some album um, releases like through the radio show. There's this kid named Marcus Ty. I don't know if you have you heard of Marcus Ty? Hmm. Yeah, he's like uh, phenomenal music and Kazi. Have you heard of Kazi K-Z-I-E? Um, these two artists I'd really like on their next projects to have them on and let them Kind of like share the album, you know, with my listeners or our listeners. Um, so SD State of Mind Radio is where you can find that um, on on Instagram to to stay tapped into that. So that's probably the last thing I'd want to talk about is the radio show.
0: Yeah, it's like so many artists, man. It's like shit. Like you think you know a lot, but you don't. You don't. <laughs>
1: you know. You know where you can send all of your all of your viewers to 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 get the real history. Is uh, DJ Informer Bernie down at Beatbox Records? Bernie at Beatbox Records is the most encyclopedic mind I know, and he knows like all of San Diego's rap history, all of San Diego's musical history because he owns a record shop. Right? He he's he's well versed in every genre. But Beatbox Records, if you want any, if you want to know anything about what's going on in San Diego. And like you said, Poe, if, if you think you know anything about music or, or hip hop in San Diego, uh, you know just one of the drops in the bucket. You know. What's his name? His name is DJ Inform. His uh his you know, his just name name is Bernie. He he's the owner and uh operator of Beatbox.
0: I think he was at that, uh I wanna say he was at uh the West Coast radio the West Coast podcast expo.
1: He probably was because he was, you know, like next door, right? He's on was the was that the um the the one that they had on Logan Ave?
0: It was at the music box.
1: Okay, okay. So he might have been there. He might have spun there. Um, but he's you know, he's right there on Logan Ave. So and so it he, was, he it was somebody there with
0: uh some vinyls, and then I was asking they were saying they had a record store. So I don't that know. That was
1: pro- that was probably was. him. Yeah, most likely because okay. they're right down the street. The West Coast uh, Radio TV, uh, their actual studio is yeah. right there, is right there in Logan. And so they, I know they know Bernie and they got a relationship. So that makes sense. OK, OK. Yeah. All right.
0: So I want to say thanks for coming through Politicking with me.
1: Dude, thank you so much, Po. It's so good to talk to you in this context. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for everything you do.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. You got any shout outs?
1: Uh shout out to you know San Diego Hip Hop. Shout out to Kali. You know, that's my brother. We we do a lot of stuff together. Super grateful for him. Shout out to Rick Scales, DJ Root. Those are that's my family. Uh Parker Edison, uh Kill Ray over at uh Platform Collection. Much love, peace, love, and hip hop.
0: Yeah, both interview DJ Root next week, yeah. I think.
1: Nice. Good, good, good. Yeah. Such a good dude. What a good st- like he's got a crazy story. Um and uh, just a, a beautiful, shining example of, of what the community, you know, kind of embodies here in San Diego.
0: I like them plants, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a plant dad.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I also heard you say on the last interview, no, you know, you, you're a dad dad as well.
0: Recently. Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, two. Two now, a boy and a girl. Or a girl Congrats. Now. Yeah, they little, so they be keeping us uh, busy right now. How old? a year and a half and then six months
1: oh very cool man congrats yeah i got a six-year-old and a nine-year-old so um and we're trying for one more we're hoping for a girl that's
0: what's up oh yeah you got two boys huh
1: yeah yeah yep yep man good luck man thank you i don't know what
0: you got to do what you supposed to do if you want a girl
1: man i don't know we're just trying one more time and if it's a boy we're gonna love it that's just the same but
0: Don't you gotta gotta look at the calendar when they say whatever day, like the Chinese calendar or something like that? Based
1: based on we we try all that, but based on all of that, you know, like we're having a boy, (laughs) so (laughs) we're we're hoping it's wrong, but we'll see.
0: All right, man. Well, nice talking to you again, bro. What's your social media?
1: Uh, Just at Nate Witzel. Yeah, you could in my in my link in my bio has everything. It's a goofy picture in there right now, but like the link in my bio has. Everything SD State of Mind, hip hop weds, me, my music, you know, interviews that I've I've had in the past, things like that. So and this interview will be in there, too. So thank you so much for your time. No doubt.
0: We out, y'all.